Hey guys, we're back today for the e-commerce opportunity. And I have Deb here. Today, we're going to be talking about marketing specifically for Shopify apps and how she's working with her clients to prepare for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Hey, Deb, how are you? Hey, Chase. What's going on? Thank you for having me today. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I, you kind of gave me a couple of things before we started talking that I'm really excited to dive into. Do you want to first start with kind of what you're working on? Sure. So uh, again, happy to be here and joining you on this podcast. Uh, I'm the director of marketing for 10 Shopify apps that focus mainly on increasing sales or average order value for Shopify merchants specifically. I love that. And I mentioned to you before, I know a bunch of people that do marketing for e-commerce brand, a bunch of people that do marketing for SaaS companies, a bunch of people that do marketing for info products, but I haven't met anyone before you that does specifically marketing for SaaS kind of Shopify apps and whatnot. So I, I want to talk about that. How did you get into working specifically with, with apps? Yeah, it was kind of a funny story. Uh, so I started on the development side in 2013 in the Shopify ecosystem, and it was really awesome. And I was having a good time. And then I went to Shopify Unite, the first Shopify Unite in San Francisco. And Toby got up on stage and he said, opportunity is everywhere. And I said, you know, you're actually right. And I came back and quit my job and started my agency. And my thought process was I was going to be on the development side. I was going to be on the marketing side. I was going to work directly with merchants. That's the play that I was going towards. And um, I was reminded that I had a non-compete and that that was not going to be the course of action. And so luckily, because I had just come back from Unite, I had met these lovely people that had apps And back then it was kind of like the wild, wild west. Like a lot of the apps didn't have full-blown partnership programs and marketing people. It was just a few of them that were trying to slug away at growing their apps. And so that presented an opportunity, which then snowballed into future opportunities. And and I've been pretty much doing it ever since. So yeah. That's Um, awesome. And then like back about six months ago, I joined a company. So I'm working with a portfolio of apps directly within that company. So yeah. Nice. And I I have a big interest in SaaS. I kind of do some stuff and use obviously these apps, but I'm curious, like in your opinion, what are some like the similarities or the differences between marketing like a Shopify app versus actually a brand that leverages Shopify to sell to a consumer? Like what are some of the similarities or differences in your opinion? I, there are a lot of similarities because at the end of the day, retention matters more than, I mean, obviously you need to bring people in. Uh, install rates on apps is super important, but the uninstall rates is just as important. I think the same goes for merchants. You know, getting a customer in is it's difficult and you're paying for it a lot of times, but then retaining them, that's how you make money is that lifetime customer value. And so for us, it's the same thing. We, we don't want the churn. We want to make sure that we're giving, we're delighting the merchants, they're getting the best experience out of the apps and that they're telling all their friends, they're writing reviews and, and they're sharing within their groups and their networks about our apps and saying, hey, you know, this really leveled up our, our um, store in a way that we could, have, could not have done otherwise without it. Got it. That's cool. And my expertise kind of with the Shopify app community is very limited. So apologies if these are kind of some dumb questions coming up. But so the way that I think about Shopify, you know, is almost like a, I guess, like a marketplace, right? For a lot of the brands, obviously, they have to bring customers in. But for the apps, like, in my opinion, it's really like a marketplace. It's kind of a lot like Amazon. So is is that accurate? And if so, are you able to run ads specifically 
on like Shopify itself to Shopify brands to get people to install? Or are you actually doing your acquisition off Shopify and doing Facebook and Instagram and channels like that to bring clients to your, your customers? Yeah. So I think just like brands, we're kind of doing a variety of things. We're doing paid ads specifically on the Shopify marketplace because that's going to be where our customers live. And it's just going to be the easiest way to target specifically our audience. We're not on any other platforms. All 10 apps that I do marketing for, we are specific exclusively for Shopify, which is, is pretty a big play for us and which shows the value of what Shopify brings to apps like ours. And then um, we do content marketing, so non-paid activities that drive traffic and branding, et cetera, uh, to, to the awareness of what we offer. Yeah. Um, a lot of other apps like do paid ads on Facebook, et cetera, but with all the iOS, which I don't even want to get into because I don't even know that I fully understand it, updates, um, it's just, it's a cluster right now, I think, with all of that. Yeah, totally here. We don't have to get into iOS at all, so no worries. Um, in terms of working with 10, like as part of your pitch to anyone that wants to work with you guys or kind of any of your value proposition, being able to work with the 10 to help promote one another, like is that something you guys ever do as you take, you know, say Shopify app A and Shopify app B, and maybe they're complementary and not competitive? Do you guys do a lot of like cross promotion type stuff? We do. We leverage the integrate section, but, um, and we also like mention them a lot in our listing. So, uh, we have one app called Trackify, which uh, manages multiple Facebook pixels and helps with that conversion data. And if you search in the app store for Trackify, you're going to also see one of our other apps called Incart Upsell. So we do a lot of leveraging in the family that makes sense. Some of our apps are actually very similar to each other. So we have a pre-order now app, and then we have one that's called Pre-orderly. So they're very much almost in a way competitive with one another, but we leverage the strengths of both of them and the weaknesses of both of them for learning how to optimize for a better conversion. So, yeah. Interesting. And with, I don't remember when it happened. I think at one of the latest Shopify conferences or summits, whatever the right word is, I think they announced something around, uh, are they reducing fees? Can you talk about that for like the apps? Like I think under 1 million, there's like no fee anymore. Is that correct? What did it used to be? Is that something that you think for you as an agency is advantageous because there can be like an influx of people building on, on Shopify. Like what does that all look like? Yeah. So it's funny that you brought that up. So, and we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but I think it's worth mentioning. So um, I was in a partner meeting a couple of months ago before Shopify Unite. And I was talking with a partner about like co-marketing things, integrating, you know, just doing kind of fun stuff. And I was like asking her, how many meetings have you had this week with other partners? And she's like a ton. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of starting that path now. And it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's a slug. And, um, and I, and I got my wheels churning and I was like, how can we better use our networks and become sort of like a family? And so we actually formed a group called the app collective. Okay. Where um, we are a referral source for each other. And then, um, so we're going to be putting out some content like webinars and, and um, ebook, et cetera. Uh, but it's going to help with that confusion, if you will, because, and it was funny that I had that foresight. I was mainly doing it selfishly because I was like, I have 10 apps to try and figure this all out. Like, let me economize and scale my time. And I also like working with all these people and all my friends have apps. So, like, why let's all kind of come together under one umbrella. 
And, um, and then they announced that on Shopify and I was like, holy floodgates are about to start opening Batman. And, and it's true. I mean, they've really reduced the friction of, of starting an app business. And, and I think it's fantastic because I think a lot of the, the fundamental things that Shopify needs to solve for happens through like needs, like your client has a need and you're like, oh, there's no solution for that. And so you build something or someone's out there like, I can make a better upsell app. And so then they like, you know, go out and, and discover what that looks like or, or just, you know, the, those, those utility style apps that come very handy. But I think for me, when I think about the opportunity, I think about like cool stuff like AR and VR and like just going go, more personalization on product pages and, and just a smarter marketing experience. Cause I think if we've learned nothing else through COVID this past year is that people expect in a fantastic experience when they come to your online store now, because they haven't or hadn't been up until a couple of months ago, they haven't been to a physical location. So the only opportunity that they had to experience shopping or a brand or whatever was online. And so marketers really kind of had to get savvy with how they presented products and, and really upsold, cross-sold, introduced products, collections, dazzled and wowed their audiences you know, it's one thing to to drive the click, and then it's another thing to convert that click. And you you really need to make a fantastic experience for that. And so I think when I think about a new app opportunity, I think about all the ways that you can really do that, that is going to make it really exciting for the customer experience. Yeah, it's super cool. And I actually want to ask you about a couple apps in, in one second. But before I do, so one clarifying question. So it sounds like you built kind of like this close-knit community or this group other people that you personally know. So that way you guys can leverage, you know, cross promotion and the ability to kind of, I guess, almost like give each other like backlinks and do webinars. So you kind of built this group. So that way you have your own kind of built-in distribution. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. I I love that. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I I gave the example on another podcast, but I'm going to say it again, because it really rings true. It's kind of like when you were a kid and you're, toilet broke down and your dad went across the street to the neighbor and said, Hey, toilet broke down. Who's your guy? And the guy calls the guy and says, he, he's, here's your guy. And so that's kind of the way that we, I started kind of looking at it from that perspective of like, all right, well, there's a million upsell and cross sell apps, but if you're getting recommended by someone who you trust and they have to really believe in the app, it can't just be like, you know, um, but then they can kind of sort of make sense out of it. Because I think what happens with, at least from my experience on the dev side and now on the, on the app side, is that when, you, when, you're on, when you're developing your store and you're just starting out, you're develop, you lean on your developer to say, here are these first few apps that you need to get started. And those first few apps are pretty systematic. Like you need an ESP, you need, you know, they're just those systematic things that you need to get off the ground. And then you start driving traffic to your store and your needs become a lot more sophisticated. And then you go into the app store and Shopify has done a fantastic job of like making categories and making it easier for you to sift through that. But as you mentioned, with people developing and more, I mean, there's like over 6,500 apps, I think, in the app store right now and growing. So how do you then make sense out of that many apps and in a competing space? And so our thought process was, well, we can recommend, you know, we can, we can make it easier for the merchant that has 
become a little bit more mature in their business. They have those more sophisticated needs. They may not out of the gate think that they need this, that, and the other type of app. Um, and so then leave it to the app collective to make those recommendations and help the merchant make sense out of all of those things. So our, our process for even doing a webinar is pretty like in one and two and three and four. So we're not really doing it like I've seen out there before, which no shade on how people have done it. But it's essentially, you know, you see a deck and it's this long, drawn out explanation and, and they're really selling you on it. And for me, with my attention span, I, I can't, I don't want to listen to it. I don't have the time. Like, give me the cliff notes. And so we're kind of cliff noting this whole experience in the sense there's no decks. And it's just going to be like, hey, what is the pain that you have or you may have or you may not know that you have? We're going to tell you that you have it. And then here's the benefit of our solution. And then we're going to demo it. So you're going to actually see it in live motion. And it's going to be in like 15 minute increments. So very like make it easy and digestible for the merchants to sort of figure out what's going on. I love this. This has been awesome. I've got two more questions for you. And I really appreciate you being here in your time. Um, you kind of alluded to this a little bit, but I want to talk about you know categories within the app ecosystem that are really uh, a lot of competition and ones where you think that there are room. So it sounds like you know, and I'll let you answer this yourself, but it sounds like you know, upsells and cross-sells, there's tons of those. Um, so, you know, is that the biggest one in terms of the most competition? Is there another? And then where's like the least competition where you see there kind of being an open space for people to build and scale? Yeah, I mean, I do think that there's an increasing AOV in general is kind of a big space. So I don't want to like trim it down just to cross-sell and upsell. I think just in general, like, marketing apps are are very popular. So whether it's like within the Facebook sphere or even like anything related to kind of that. So I see conversational converse having an opportunity to grow. I know that's within marketing, but I think that there's some room for that to, to see more light. I think personalization on site has a lot more room to grow. So I think, you know, whether it's making recommendations on previous products that you liked or were interested in or looked at or whatever, or it's um, even just like I mentioned earlier, from a technology standpoint, like VR, AR, 3D um, product customizations that make it super intriguing and interesting. I think why TikTok has been like off the charts successful is people want to see themselves in the products that they're buying, or they want to see something really cool happen within products that they're interested in. And if they get a really cool experience like TikTok on a product page somehow, whatever that looks like, I mean, I'm not here giving you the idea, but that's what's going to be kind of the next wave of what I would like to see go down in the app store or go down just in general within e-commerce in Shopify. Amazing. That's super helpful. And the last question I have is, like what are some tools or, or resources within like the ecosystem that allow people to, you know, understand trends or understand traffic, right? Like, you know, on websites, you have things like obviously Google Analytics, or you have like uh, Ahrefs or SEMrush or any of those tools. Like, what are some like the tools and or resources that, you know, you think are really good for um, Shopify apps in particular? I mean, you do have to rely on Google Analytics a lot. Um, we have, there's a like a ranking system that we go on that we're like pretty much <laughs> glued to on a regular basis. And it kind of depends. Like I get the report every morning from it. Um, it's called SASI and it kind of tells you where you are at in the ranks. And if you, if you're in the green, then it's a good day. If you're in the red and it's like, ah, 
So, you know, that's, that's something that's super helpful because you need to know where you are at every given moment with so many apps and so much movement that's happening. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are two good tools that are on a daily for me. Amazing. And then the last question, where can people find you and your, your business? What, what are your handles on social and, you know, what's your website or your email for someone to, you know, learn more? Sure. So I'm Deb Mecca and ECCA on Twitter. Um, D-E-B-B-M-E-C-C-A on Instagram. And then I think I'll just give you some of the website links that you can put in maybe the show notes or something after this. Yeah, perfect. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so that's where you can find me. Awesome. All right, we'll see the links below. Thank you so much, Deb, for your time. I really appreciate your wisdom and your insight. Thank you, Chase. This was fun. Of course. Bye. Bye.